guys, welcome back to Twisted Times. So this is Ryan and I's first solo episode, well when I mean solo I mean just Ryan and I, of our new season, season three. We're about three episodes in and we're about to have on our dream guest tomorrow, Catherine Narducci, and we were doing a little pre-production chat and things got deep. It's 2-22-22, and as Ryan so poignantly pointed out, it's time to elevate. So we thought, all right, let's bring our audience into this conversation. Shit was getting deep. Shit was getting real. So here you guys go, a solo episode before tomorrow's Catherine Narducci episode live. This is a throwback. Oh my god, this is such a throwback. Talk about a blast from the past. Oh my god, talk it's- about a blast from the past. Remember when we could just, when we only did this on the phone? When we only did this on the phone and God forbid we like had a call come in because everything would go to hell. Oh yeah, that's what would happen because <laughs> someone would call and then the whole thing would just get Bye. so fucked. <laughs> Everybody had to log out and then log back we in. We had to log out, log back in. Oh, God. It was like AOL dial-up for real. <laughs> anyway, but no. Okay, so I'm really glad we moved our phone conversation to the to the pod world. To the pod <laughs> world. Times. And listen, Cece, it is 2-22-22. It's a day of elevation. So here <laughs> Ryan, we are. Ryan, when you said that, I was like looking at the clock and I'm like, it's 546. I don't know <laughs> where you are right now. I'm talking about the date. The date. Oh, yeah, the date. No, but I actually think what we were talking about before Wait, sorry. What did you say about two twenty two twenty two? What does that mean? It's like a day of elevation. Is so it? So it's kind of like the day to like to really channel and speak to the highest level of yourself. It's when like all of your your guardian angels, um, ancestors are kind of there supporting you to like lift you to that next level. But are you ready to be taken to that next level? Is the question. And I feel like that question that you presented moments ago is a question that definitely would take someone to another level of elevation yeah I I don't know it's something I feel like a lot of people would not be ready to ask or answer I also feel like this is a question yes exactly like I was thinking because I'm so excited to talk to Catherine and I was like do you think this is a question that we should even be asking because there's there's part of part of this question feels I don't know what the word is like you wouldn't want to answer that no but the question is would you rather be feared or loved I'm from Bronx Tale <laughs> I think it's like would you rather be Sunny or Robert De Niro's character but here's the thing like. I, this is, I've been doing, like, because when I rewatched it, I was thinking a lot about this. And I was like, would I rather be fear or loved? And then I'm like, forget the, that question. What do I think I am? 
that's what I started thinking. And I was like, I'm definitely, I don't feel loved. I feel, I feel feared. Hmm. Because I feel like people, like I look at my sister and I think she's loved. Like she gets so much support and so much love around her and she's the youngest. And I feel like she just, I see it. She's just so loved. Like she's just so, she's got like just a lot of fans and supporters and not to say that like, I don't have that, but I do feel like for me, it's fear. I feel like I'm feared because I don't feel like people are honest with me because they're afraid, not like afraid of me, like boo, ah, like I'm like scary, but like (laughs) afraid of maybe what I might say, or maybe I'm defensive or I don't know, or afraid that how I might react. You know what I mean? Maybe that's part of where the fear, why people fear me or like, I don't know what it is. I just feel like I, I, I feel like I'm feared. I don't know. But you are definitely loved. That's what I think. You are loved. But in a way, like sometimes I feel, I feel like I'm feared. And I don't know if this is because in a way I hope I'm feared sometimes because I think that because I can be a little bit too open and too loving and too, I don't know, just too me to people. I sometimes feel like it's taken advantage of. So in a way, I always hope that there's like a little bit of fear there so I'm not taking advantage of I yeah. hope what I said just makes sense but um I don't know and I feel like also as a black woman I've always felt that there was always some sort of fear mm. with me because people don't necessarily automatically come up to me and want to talk to me and and get to know me and I also I don't necessarily put up a very warm and inviting presence once I first meet someone like, huh. if you finally introduce yourself, I'll say hello and be really kind. But, like, I'm not going to jump in and just say hi. Wow. It takes me a minute. That's interesting. Maybe you are feared. Because that's Shit. sort of, like, I think there's something about, like, the human experience of, like, I, in my opinion, like, I feel like there's something about, like, our scars and our wounds and, and things we've gone through that shows on the outside and and mm-hmm. not always in like like I said before how you react but just there's something on the outside that shows that people fear you it's like a presence it's like your aura something about it's like a don't you. fuck with me aura yeah like what you're saying because I I do I I feel that way like people are not people don't like come up to me and approach me and they're not like, I, I think I, I don't give off this, like, hi, you know, but the second that, you know, you get to know me, I'm like, you know, I'm a really, I, I think I'm a nice person. Like, I'm, yeah, I don't ever shut up. You know, I'm really, I feel much more open once I get to know people. But I think that, I don't know. I just think people fear me, which in turn, and I think in this world that we're living in, Ryan, like it, it 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 translates like into the social media aspect and all that stuff like we were talking about. Oh my god. So much so. Because I think who do we have this conversation with? Like 
Tim, the fact that we're just, it's really hard to really truly get to know a person now because we feel that because they have the social media presence, that's the entirety of a person. We feel like we have their entire story and that's not necessarily the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are and, we still talking about the same thing? Yeah. This and, conversation no, keeps going like into the grooves. No, but I, what I was going to say is that I think if, if you don't want to be feared in a social media landscape, <laughs> because I think in that space, it's like everybody you, wants to be loved. Everybody wants to be loved. But I think what I'm kind of grappling with is I don't give a shit if I'm loved. Like I actually suddenly start caring because of social media. It's like all of a sudden I feel like I'm caring. I'm like, wait, I didn't get love on that or our show like that episode. You know, like I start going into that space. Like why didn't I get love there? You know, whereas like the actual, like my, my nature, like who I am is like I don't care but this thing has like caused me to like pay more attention to this i don't know maybe it's because you care so much about the show it makes you care so much but i think that perhaps it starts with caring about the show but really you can't care what anybody else thinks i think every actor is kind of trained that way too like you're you're trained not to take to heart what other people say because it's an industry filled with rejection and it's going to constantly make you think about what other people think of you. So I think that you have to kind of continue in that mindset of truly just doing this for yourself and also with the hope of at least reaching one person. Even if it's like the one person who likes your Instagram post or listens to the episode, that one person got something from it. Right. I don't know. Yeah. No, I, 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 I hear what you're saying. Cause the thing is, is it's like, you know, as an actor, like we were saying before, like I would be happy going and being an actor and making no, I mean, you know, I mean, as if I'm on a series making billions, no, like I, <laughs> I'm, I am the happiest when I have an audition. Like I'm the happiest when I get to sink my teeth into material, like when I'm in an acting class. But like I said before, it's like, you know, and you're doing it for, you're do, I'm doing it for me. Like, I'm doing all of that for me. That right. is so selfish. It's like a need, something I need to do. And this was something when I was telling you, I was listening to that, um, Catherine talking to Chaz Palminteri on that episode of his podcast or show. Mm-hmm. That's what she was saying. And she's like, I, and he was saying, you know, it's like, I would die if I couldn't do, like, it's like, you, you don't this, you have to do this thing because you'll die if you don't do it. And that's exactly how I feel. But at some point, like acting can get really lonely. And it's almost like you want people to see. It's like, it's not like validation, but you almost want, you kind of need the validation to be like, oh, again, for me, at least it feels like I'm like, I put so much work into this audition and this audition and this audition. And it's like, did you, like, it's almost like you want someone, maybe because everything's self-taped now and you, it's like not, you're not in person, but you want people to pat you on the back or not pat you on the back, but see what the work you're doing, yeah. feeling acknowledged in the work or something. And I guess maybe through COVID and stuff, it's felt even more lonely. I don't know. I just went off on like a whole other tangent. 
No, but I'm, I, I hear what you're saying. I totally hear what you're saying. And I feel like one thing that, and I don't know if it's been, I feel like it's been in, in a lot of ways, like a blessing because I didn't continue to pursue acting in the way that I used to. And I kind of found myself in this departure space and now in the workforce and doing so many jobs, but somehow finding education and finding kids and working with them has show, has completely like shifted my perspective. Like it's completely shifted what I need to function in the world. Like for me waking up every day, like if I wake up one day and I can't love another person, then I don't want to wake up tomorrow. If it's, mm-hmm. if it's from the love of my life to a stranger on the street, if I can't give love to every single person or show up with love to every single person, then what the fuck am I here for? It can't, and I, and I can't be for someone to come to me and show me love. I have to give someone else that because maybe they don't have it. And I can't expect someone else to give it to me, but I know I have it and I can give it to them. Wow, that's so good. That is like so powerful that you feel that way. Fuck Cece. You know, I just, like, this, I just it just came take, to me as I'm talking to you. I want to take what you have and put more of that into me. <laughs> I'm feeling like I'm in a place where... And I don't know. It's it it comes and goes. You know what I mean? Like it comes and goes. Like sometimes, like like I'm feeling in this moment, these in these times right now, like I'm feeling like I really want to be loved. Not like I, I want to feel like I don't know, validated, loved, feel like, you know. I'm worth a damn or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, I, and I'm not this, not to say that again, like that doesn't exist. It's just something I think I'm looking for. And I'm, I don't feel like I have that much to give other people right now. I actually don't feel that way. And I don't know why I, I don't feel that way. Part of me feels like maybe like I was telling myself this morning, I was like, you know what? You need to be more present. Like you need to be way more present. You're like, got too much going on in your head. You need to like meditate every morning, you know, like you yeah. need to just take 10 minutes a day to just like close your eyes and like sit on your yoga mat and meditate to be more present so that you can give love to yourself so that you don't need it from anybody else. You know what I mean? Like I, yeah. I have an amazing partner. Like I have, you know, but all these things are good. I have good friends and things, but it's just like, there's just something I think it is more about loving yourself and like figuring out how to really just be okay with like how things are going and embrace that, feel grateful for that. And I'm, I'm think I'm struggling with that. And maybe it's kind of like that, that fear of fuck Cece. Maybe I don't, I'm trying to figure out what I'm trying to say to you because I had it in my head and it's now like jumbled up like alphabet soup. Um, I'm wondering if it's because of the industry that you've been a part of for so long. If this, it's not even necessarily like your person, it's just 
who you are. It's kind of like unconditioning yourself to the conditioning of being in the industry. And specifically because you're a woman in the industry with who does not only acting, but you're also a producer and you're also a director, which for a very long time was a space that a lot of women didn't find themselves in. Like, it's almost like you constantly have to, you don't have to like prove yourself to anybody, Cece King, I guess is what I'm saying. No, I know. I I think what it is, is that I, I just, it's almost like maybe I'm not satisfied. Maybe that's what it is. It's like, I'm just not. And look, I know I'm not alone in this. Like, (laughs) Oh, hell yeah. I'm sure everyone feels that way. But it feels like sometimes I wish that I just was like, I don't know, like working in, you know, I wish that when I was 19 deciding what I wanted to do with my life, I just chose to go work at like a talent agency and work my way up in the industry, but in a more like secure environment, you know? Yeah. Like I don't live in that environment. You know what I mean? I don't work in that environment. You know, I've, I've worked part-time jobs. I'm like here, I'm there. I'm, I'm self-employed. I'm freelancing. Like, it's like always, always just like God always be on and go, go, go and chase the next thing. And I don't really know. I think that it just becomes like, what? Like, it's almost like I don't even know. I, I can't even turn off because if I turn off, I'll miss something. I'll miss an opportunity. Like I can't. Well, it's off. almost like it's almost like you've been in a marriage for a really long time and you don't really know how to function outside of it. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like, how do you turn off? Because I like, feel like you're really good at that. Because like, I feel like when I talk to you. Like, you'll be like, you like have, you unwind. Like, it feels like you're able to kind of compartmentalize your life a bit more. I got to tell you, the kids help me do that a lot. Molly helps me do that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's just, it's. It, I've been a kid of routine. I like grew up with grandparents. Like I grew up with my grandparents really close and in the household with me. So I always had this patience about me. But at the same time, I'm also an extremely nervous person. But I think that I've stopped up feeling guilty for taking time for myself. Like if I need 15 minutes to sit outside and smoke weed, I'm going to do that because that's actually going to calm me down so I can function and be a better person for the rest of the day or be able to go to sleep at night. I'm sorry. I'm a big advocate of marijuana if it's used respectfully. I think that everybody, everything has like an amount that you should be doing. I think there's such a thing as overdoing it, but mm-hmm. weed helps me to bring myself down because I'm in high emotional environments every single day. That's what wine does for me. Everything <laughs> has their own medicine. I know. And like, but the thing is, is like, actually like... <laughs> I found myself this past week, I've had a glass of wine every night. That's not really that normal for me. Like I'll take like three days off or whatever or every other day. Like that's sort of how I approach it. But because I don't smoke weed and I don't really, you know, it, and because of what my life has been currently like by six, seven o'clock, I need to have a glass of wine. It just kind of like takes the edge off. It actually just makes my mind and, and that. But that's ridiculous. Like I, in my mind, but it's like, is that ridiculous? Because that's what I like need right now. 
it's like I, I shouldn't need that like I shouldn't need to go have a glass of wine to think but at the same time like it's not it doesn't feel like a dependency kind of thing but also it's just what's it's I guess it is it's a lot in my head you know I just have a lot going on in my head and I think it's because I'm getting older like I definitely think like you talk about routine sorry now I'm like jumping mm-hmm. all over the place but you talk about routine and growing up with your grandparents like that is definitely something that I have always struggled with is like is routine and mm-hmm. at least routine in the first half of my day like the mornings and that part of like daily routine is is oh has always been really hard for me always yeah and I I wrote in my journal at the top of this year I was like I am going to write in you every single morning before I do anything, before I open my emails, before I look at the news, before I, like, after my coffee, but, like, no phone. Just go to your journal and write in your journal, even if it's, like, nothing, whatever. Just yeah, stream of consciousness. Conscience? Consciousness? Consciousness? You know. That's what I'm trying to say. (laughs) Even if it's that, I'm just going to do that. And I, like. It'll be like four days and then I won't write it for a couple of days and then I forget it somewhere and then I write it and then I, and now at the top of like every journal, it's like, so I totally forgot to write you again. This routine is not working. Like I, it's like so hard for me. Routine is challenging. And I feel like that right there is one super helpful thing. And I, but I don't know if it's like, I don't know if I can change who I am. Like. Do I have to become a a person of routine in order to love myself? (laughs) Oh, hell no. Because the thing is like, I have routine, but I'm, I I, like, I'd learned, I think because I've moved around a lot, how to like stretch myself and adapt to things when my routine is shifted. Like, of course I have a routine every single day, but things come into my routine. Oh my God, I have to stop and go to the grocery store. Oh my God, I have to go here and help someone do this. I have to stop here and, and take pictures and do that. Like I, there's always stuff that has to be done that fucks up the routine. It's just about keeping yourself balanced so you can still get through the routine without letting it make you feel like you've suffered the entire day. Yeah. Because fuck it, routines are meant to be broken. And unfortunately, we do have sick days. And I love that meme that goes around that says, like, days off are like code word for like prepare the others pto is is code word for prepare the others because my ass is not coming in i don't feel guilty when i call for work never yeah you need a mental break you take your mental break whatever you need you take for yourself like yourself you should never put yourself second that is my role to everybody never put yourself second you know that is true. And I think one of the things I want to do this year and what I've already been like working on, like right now, I'm yeah. not with Chinsia on her job site, two and a half hours away. I'm here because it's, I've become, I've kind of turned into this person that it's like, I need to be there for you all the time or like for whoever, you know, anyone in my family friends like I I kind of I don't always put myself first and I used to be more putting myself first and I think this year I think that's something I need to start doing more of which is saying you know what I'm gonna stay here or I'm gonna do this or I'm gonna go meditate or I'm gonna write in my journal or I'm gonna go for a walk alone (laughs) hell yeah the biggest lie the world has ever told us is that taking time for ourselves is selfish. It's like the worst thing that the that the 
school has taught us. It's the worst thing that work has taught us. It's the, the worst thing the world has literally taught us is that we should feel that way. Exactly. And that is not the case. Exactly. It's actually quite the opposite. It is. It's, it is the opposite. And I, yeah. But, you know, I mean, the whole reason why we got onto this whole tangent and before we jumped on our now podcast was yeah. because I was, I was feeling sort of defeated in, in the current climate that we live in, in these oh, twisted God. times. In these I twisted was, times. I was feeling defeated by, I don't know. Also, you know, the other thing is, is it's like, how much is too much? You know, it's like, how much are we supposed to share? Like what, like how much of ourselves are we supposed to give away? You know what I mean? Like how honest are we supposed to be? It's like, what do we hold for ourselves? You know what I mean? Like there'll be days where I feel like I share a lot of my personal life and I share things. And then I think, I wish I didn't share so much of that. You know what I mean? I wish I held that for myself. And so there's that. So here's the question is when you're, is the things that you're saying, are you saying it to just to show or to help like someone else grow? I guess it depends. Okay. I'm not like you, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not helping people grow. <laughs> if you want to grow, go follow, follow someone else. I'm going to show you how fucking cold it is in Canada. Like, that's oh, okay. are we talking? See, I thought that we were speaking like specifically about the podcast, but we're oh. talking about like the gram. <laughs> no, no, actually, no. It's no, it's kind of like all encompassing, really. Okay. Like it's like Instagram, the podcast, like you know, <laughs> all of it. Like we just live in an information age of where it's like we all like there's just we're just sharing so much of ourselves in the podcast space. Now here we are on like this rant and rape, but you know, I don't I know. I, I feel like keep going. I'm sorry. No, I was just saying. I think. What's happening here is that I am, I feel like we are millennials <laughs> <laughs> and we are at a crossroads with the current life that we are living in. It's like trying to straddle the old and the new constantly, yeah. you know, like I feel like one foot is in 1998 and one foot is in 2022. <laughs> like, I'm just like, there's no equal medium. And and they keep like spreading farther and farther apart. And there's like a massive river in between. Like, I'm just like so moving fast and I can't keep up. Time is moving super fast. But I think that the beauty is the fact that we had this conversation and these awarenesses. Because today <laughs> you can start. These Today, everything is in a slowdown for CC King because everything has always been so I love how this has turned into like CC's therapy session. But the truth is, Ryan, is like, this is also my problem is I, I do feel like I share a lot, like maybe too much. Like, look, tell me about you. <laughs> tell me to shut up. Maybe nobody, maybe I'm so feared that nobody wants to tell me to be quiet. 
and I need to be told to be quiet. No, because I think, listen, there's, I feel there's people that are talkers and there's people who are listeners. Some people talk and some people listen. I just said the same thing twice for no fucking reason. But I'm not going to tell you to shut up because you want to talk. Like this, this is what, this is your personality. This is why you're my friend. This is why I love you because you talk because I don't necessarily love to talk. Sometimes I'll say stuff or say something funny or something that even fucking pertains to the conversation. But I'd much rather listen to someone talking than actually talk. You know what? You'd make a really good therapist. That's probably because I work in a therapeutic environment. I guess I'm becoming that person. (laughs) (laughs) You are turning into a therapist. And I've also been just like binging The Sopranos to rewatch everything so I can check out our girl, Catherine. Our woman, Catherine. And... uh, (laughs) CeCe's channeling all the characters from The Sopranos at this very moment. And he just keeps going to these therapy sessions. And I'm just like, maybe that's my problem. (laughs) I need to be more like Tony Soprano (laughs) and go into therapy sessions. (sighs) But I am. I have a podcast with you. You, We have a podcast. And we're navigating these twisted times together, a talker and a listener. And it's fine. We're fine being the people that we are. I agree with what Tim said on last week's episode about how, you know, there's a lot of power in listening and just don't talk so much. You know, like I do think that's true, but every once in a while, gotta. You gotta say some stuff. If you feel like it needs to be said in the conversation, say it. You know, I like to bring awareness. That is amazing awareness, and that's something that Elizabeth Kemp and Susan Batson also has helped with a lot. These are two acting coaches. They were great about keeping yourself aware and making sure that actors kept themselves aware. It's important. I mean, I literally laid on my yoga mat this morning crying to the song A Case of You, and was like oh my, singing it Joni out Mitchell, loud. Shit. And I was thinking about Elizabeth because I was thinking about how she taught me how to do that. Like she literally taught me how to do that. How to how to relax and let go. Yeah. And I'm so grateful for that because that sort of is my therapy. Like meditation is hard for me sometimes because I have really bad ADD and I'm like, "Eh." Um, but like crying on a mat, listening to music and going into some shit that has become easier for me to do. But anyway, I don't know why I just said that, but yeah, I think, but it also brings you into sort of, it grounds you. Oh my God. Yeah. It totally grounds you. So everybody it's important. Find whatever centers yourself and release that emotion. Cry. Crying is so good for the soul. It is so good. You gotta let that shit out. Is it weird that I like to cry? (laughs) Is it weird that like I walk around sometimes feeling so heavy and I just need to cry? Like I need (laughs) to go to a dark hole and just turn on music and cry. And then I just- Oh my God, totally. Like a disheveled mess. And then I just feel so like a weight has been lifted. It is so normal. I feel like it's very normal. Maybe anybody listening or if anyone's listening at all, who knows? 
but uh no yeah if you're listening like hands in the air and um tell us you're listening dm us if you are listening to this right now please send us a dm and if you do i will send you a a present look at that cc king is sending you a present dm us and tell us if you're fear or loved tell us if you're feared or loved or tell us if you think it's weird to cry and then feel really good after and enjoy crying because you get to have that relief. I feel like if you don't cry, that shit turns into anger and then you become a crazy asshole and we need less assholes in the world. So cry. I agree. There's nothing like seeing a person cry who you know hasn't cried in a while. Shit. Shit. And they have that like serious, deep Viola Davis cry when she cries in her movies. Like you feel that from the gut. And when she cries, it's like she hasn't cried in a really long time. So it all comes out. But it's Viola Davis. You know, she probably cries once a week. That's the kind of cry we're talking about. I'm thinking like a Sally Fields cry. Oh, Sally Fields in Steel Magnolias. Stop. My daughter can't. That cry, another great cry. Yep. The cemetery cry. The cemetery cry. Can we do an episode just about movies that wrecked our souls and made us cry super hard? I think we should do one. Don't even. Of course. I yeah. love this. Well, anyway, I'm super excited. This has been fun. I'm so glad we got to chat before Me Catherine too, Cece. our Ducci comes on. Ooh.